All right. So there's a lot of discussion out there about what gear you should be wearing. And partially this would depend on what type of rotor motorcycle you were actually riding. But there are a few things that hold true no matter what. You always want your skin protected on any areas that you don't want to either have to get skin grafts or get cut up or whatever. And you'll always want a full face helmet, which is very controversial, of course, for those who enjoy more of the cruiser type setup. All right, so getting into motorcycle gear and how that's incorporated into safety, this should be for some pretty obvious reasons because it is to protect you in the incident of a crash. And there's two debates between style of gear and how much you should be clothed between what style of bike that you ride and also whether you even need it or not because both spectrums, if you divide it between the sport bike world and the cruiser world, there's always a squid and there's always somebody that's very overprotective about it, <clears throat> or I guess I should say about themselves. You know, the person that rides whatever and has neon everything and a yellow motorcycle or whatever, and then you have the guy on some 600 Super Sport that's just in a tank top and shorts and flip-flops. So <clears throat> they're all types of kinds of everything. So this is a determination for you to make in yourself. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about more of if you do choose to wear gear, which you should, what type of gear you should be getting into. The type of gear isn't necessarily meant upon what style of riding that you're doing, but more so much of the climate. Do you live somewhere cold, uh, hot, multi-seasonal to where you would need multiple types and everything? These are all costs to consider whenever you're getting into riding a motorcycle and how much you'd like to ride throughout the year, because you can easily do it <clears throat> within your own risk to ride all year round, depending on your climates and so forth. I wouldn't ride in snow or ice or temperatures below freezing, frankly, but to each of their own. <clears throat> if you're dressed for it and want to do it, I guess go ahead and wing it. <laughs> but regardless of your climate and where you live, as I said before, you should always be wearing gear. And the part to take in consideration that I do strongly believe you should spend on more than anything is the helmet. And why in which that I say this, <clears throat> you can do your own research on the different approval ratings, but I would definitely go for something that has at least <clears throat> uh, an ECE or <clears throat> quite possibly up to a Snell rating. And this is off of preference and personal opinion, of course, but I have been in a pretty bad accident with a good Snell-approved helmet, <clears throat> and I would say I'd much rather pay the couple hundred dollars that it was for the helmet than have a permanent head injury or what have you in that incident. Uh, there was actually a recent test that came out on DOT certification for helmets that uh, showed that they had something upwards of a 42% failure rating taken at random. Now, granted, <clears throat> this is only one study and one test, but why would you put your head in something that is <clears throat> proven to not be as reliable as something that is uh, been tested and experimented over and over with again? And if it has that snow approval, then you know that it's something that has been individually tested and not just a group bunch to where the manufacturer could have cheaped out on materials cost or whatever because they knew not every single helmet would be tested. Uh, so just something to consider whenever you're going forth. 
Now for the rest of your riding gear, I'd say this depends on more of what style of bike you are riding and where you live. <clears throat> because no matter what, who you are, if you're on a sport bike or a cruiser, you should just wear a full face helmet. No sense in wearing a brain bucket if your face is gone. Uh, but going back to the gear though, <laughs> it, you can kind of shop brands and styles and whatever else. If you're pretty confident that your weight isn't going to change, whether you're not going to lose a bunch or <laughs> hopefully not gain a whole lot. Uh, I'd go ahead and buy it newer if you can afford it, of course. No reason in buying somebody else's older, worn-out gear. But I myself, for example, <clears throat> the only thing that I ended up buying new whenever I first started out riding was a helmet. And my jacket, pants, boots, everything I bought used off of either Friends or Craigslist or whatever. And I ended up being able to get a pretty good set of gear that protected me in my first crash for less than $100, excluding the helmet, as I said before. And it protected me just fine in the incident, and I ended up walking away with very few injuries, and they were not severe by any means, just some soreness and <clears throat> a little bit of recovery after the crash. Uh, but those are all things to consider. If you are really a planner and getting ahead of the curb on things, I would even go so far to say to shop in the winter. This applies to anything that's a seasonal tradition. Generally, motorcycles are a summer thing. So you could go possibly save some money. And if you're buying all your gear, you're going to save quite a bit, <clears throat> depending on a, how nice a gear that you buy, of course. The other thing that you need to think about as well when it comes to your budget, how much you can spend just because you can spend the money doesn't necessarily mean that you have to. A uh, big factor that I found in cost difference, each item of protection that you wear has a certain cost point to where it's effective in a crash, and then anything after that is for the sake of comfort. So for a helmet, you can get a really nice, uh, well-guarded helmet, especially on a deal for just a few hundred dollars, <clears throat> but you can easily spend well over a thousand if you go shopping around. That thousand dollar helmet isn't gonna be 70% nicer than a $300 helmet. But it is going to definitely be nicer, whether that be some sort of tech feature or just something that makes it more comfortable. And this becomes a big thing, especially with helmets, because there's things as noise reduction, how it actually fits the shape of your head as an individual, uh, how well it vents, how well the vents close and keep your head warm. Those are all things that will <coughs> effectively be better and nicer as you go up in price, but won't protect your head any better than a, say, a two or $300 helmet would with the same certifications. So that is something to keep in mind as well whenever you're shopping around. And this applies to all gear, of course. So anyways, that's all the time that we have for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week and safe riding out there.